Dear baby girl, after weeks of searching, I think I finally found the answer to really loving yourself, to genuinely and authentically loving yourself. Not a narcissistic love, like I told you a couple of episodes back that I was afraid to do. And not a superficial love, you know, the the type where you have to look in the mirror, feel uncomfortable and do affirmations. Not the think positively only type of love, but a genuine love. So what I did was I kind of applied what a method that I, I tend to do when I want to do a goal, right? So I think of the end goal and I think of steps towards it, you know. Sometimes you can step it backwards. So for example, if you want to... Um, run a marathon okay picture yourself running a marathon what's the step before that running right you're you're training and obviously i don't have the specs but you can go online and and you can read how many hours you need to run for a marathon let's say you need to train two hours a day okay and let's say you're like me where you you don't even have the walking stamina okay so that would be like the last step step before that would be maybe running an hour step before that maybe you know 45 minutes half an hour 20 minutes all the way down to like 10 seconds and don't don't knock it baby girl it took me a long time when I was going to the gym to build up my walking fitness to then be able to walk up not walk up to run the 10 seconds and I was proud of those 10 seconds oh it was nothing better than being able to run my first 10 seconds And then before even that, you may need to build up walking stamina. And then you need to figure out how to do that, how to start. So you kind of like step backwards, right? And maybe even from that, maybe you kind of have to to look at your diet. Like, okay, maybe this type of food gives me more energy. Maybe this type of food will actually make me feel constipated and bloated and not want to run. And it's just like little things, right? We know that to get to your end goal sometimes you'll have to shuffle to get there right but we we keep moving we keep doing it anyway so i deconstructed it and i worked it backwards okay so people who love themselves they're confident they are genuinely confident in who they are then i'm like oh okay so then true confidence coming comes from knowing who you are hmm You know who you are when you read the word of God because God tells us who we are, who we truly are. Not just like, okay, I'm Mama B and I love Christmas. You know, I'm a Christmas addict, you know, or I'm Mama B and I'm a podcaster or I'm Mama B, a life coach. You know what I mean? I am Mama B, daughter of a king. And there are so many scriptures and verses in the Bible where God and Heavenly, uh, yes, Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ tell us who we are. Okay, so that's what we need. We need to go to God for Him to tell us who we are, to have true confidence. And once we have true confidence, we kind of get this this love. Do you know what I mean? But ah, to know who God tells us who we are, we have to read the Word of God. Because we love him and we want to obey him and live according to his will. Think about it. 
Even Jesus said, "If you love me, you will obey my commands." So to truly love God, to truly love Jesus, it's not just to say, "I love God, I love Jesus," and then live according to our will. We need to obey Him, and if if we love Him, baby girl, if we love God. We're going to pick up our Bible. We are going to read our scriptures. We're going to want to spend time with Him, and when we spend time with Him, we get to know Him. We get to know who we are. That then builds a confidence, uh, and not like a superficial confidence that can come and go. Like, you know, everyone has like confidence issues, but I'm talking about a deeper confidence, right? And then that will give you a love for yourself because you get to see who you are. In Heavenly Father, so to have self-love, we must love God first. Not love Him too, but love Him first. It, I can do it backward. I can do it step to step. Okay, here's this. Okay, we read the Word of God because we love Him and we want to obey Him and live according to His will. Step two. We then know who we are because when we read the Word of God, God tells us exactly. Who we are. That in turn gives you confidence,、um, because now not only do you know who you are, you know that the world cannot change that, because that is who God made you to be. Once you have the confidence, you start to love yourself and see yourself the way Heavenly Father does. Isn't it like life changing? This came while I was watching a sermon. I didn't get、um, the steps from the sermon,、um, but I got inspired. I actually paused, paused, sorry, the sermon, and and got out a word, just like a word document on my laptop, and I started typing it out, and I started to like deconstruct. And what amazed me about all this was, it is something that I've been pondering on. It is something that I've been wondering on, and. Not wanting to love myself in a narcissistic way, where I think I'm better than everyone else, or、um, if someone else is beneath me, or that person's beneath me, or there's a hierarchy in in human beings because there really is not.、Um, knowing that this has been a question on my heart and in my mind, Heavenly Father helped me to answer it, and I could not wait to come and tell you, baby girl. I could not wait to get on onto the podcast and let you know I have figured it out. There is a way to truly love yourself, to truly see who you are. But get this, and it just dawned on me now. I think that not only will, will we be able to love ourselves, we'll be able to love others as well, because who God tells us that we are, it's the same for your brother, for your sister, for. Other people on Earth, you know, and there are times where it is difficult to remember that they belong to God too, that God loves them too, especially when you're living with an atheist, or if you're living with someone who's not a Christian, or if you're living with someone who maybe hurts you a lot. You know, or maybe they are a Christian, but they're not living in a Christian lifestyle. In those cases, I want you to remember that we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. 
I send, you send, they send too. I think the the difference is if we do belong to Jesus and we do go to Jesus for help, we are trying to overcome our sin. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes we go to our support system. Sometimes our support system looks like your best friend. It could look like your pastor. It could look like your therapist. And so long as they're trying to get you away from your sin and, and instead of just telling you and validating you and validating that your sin is okay because it's not, they're a good support system. Baby girl, just on that note, right? If you tell one or two, maximum three people what's going on right privately you're going to them for support when you put it on facebook or instagram or you tell the whole world or your little world what's going on you're not looking for support anymore you're now looking for validation and you're looking for someone to validate your opinion because you have do you know what i mean don't do that don't do that. You're very personal things. And it's okay to have a support system. In fact, you need a support system. There is a sermon by Holly Furtick. Um, and now she's not a pastor. She's got her degree in education. But it was a woman's conference. And she was talking about a support system. And she was talking about different bras. I'm so sorry for all the gentlemen listening. <laughs> This might be a little bit uncomfortable. But okay, so there's different bras, right? Some offer more support than others. So know who you go to for what support. Do you know what I mean? Um, Don't let everyone in, but you do need to let some people in. And you also need to be the bra for someone else. You know, you do need to support other people too. Without judgment, but with the truth. Baby girl, a good indicator of someone who is a good support system or who would be a good support system to you is someone who can look at you and say, okay, I get that this is what you're going through, but you are wrong. This is what scripture says. Or you're wrong. Um, You're making an incorrect decision. This is what you need to do. And I'm not talking about, this is not judgment, baby girl. When you go to, to have support, you want someone to correct you. What good is it if you're just going to be surrounded by yay-sayers? You know, someone who just, like, you don't need a yes-man. You need an, a truly authentic friendship, relationship, you know? And if that's your pastor, awesome. I know a pastor will, will tell you exactly when you're going wrong and will lead you in a perfect direction. If it's your therapist, awesome. If it is your life coach, fantastic. If it is your best friend, perfect. If it's your mom, your brother, your sister, your spouse, whoever it is, they need to, to be able to be comfortable enough to tell you you're wrong. That's how you grow. And we all make mistakes, baby girl. We all do. We all struggle with sin. We all do. There's not one single person who does not. It could be pride. It could be um, sexual immorality. It could be overeating. It could be um, a number of things. 
you know, you know what your main sin is because while I'm talking to you, it's popped into your head. I want you to love God and love yourself enough to know that even with all this, you can overcome it. You can overcome whatever sin you're struggling with. No matter how difficult it is, how difficult it is I believe in you. And with um, Jesus Christ by your side, there's nothing you cannot win. It might be a battle. Course, it might be a battle, but there is nothing you cannot do with Jesus. I don't often do this, baby girl, but I have my bookmark to a passage in, in the Bible, and currently I'm I'm studying the book of Luke, but this isn't is not it. And I haven't even moved my little bookmark from this passage, even though I'm studying a different book. I want to leave it with you because this passage reminds me of the love that God gives me. The love that God gives you, baby girl. It's Romans 8, verse 38 and 39. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Baby girl, that is right now my ultimate favorite Bible verse. Because in a world where this virus is rampant, the country I'm in, I'm, I'm blessed that we're coming out of it. But the country that majority of my family is living in, they are currently in middle of of a wave there is no more oxygen in the hospitals um i have a cousin who's a doctor there and she told me something so dreadful she told me that currently they're having to she's having to write in her patient's files that she's not able to give them oxygen because there's no supply and she's having to watch these people pass away and die because there's no supply there's military at the hospitals baby girl and I just found out this morning that one of my friends that I've, I've been friends with her since I was in grade one that both my friend and her husband have both tested positive for this virus and I am terrified I am terrified and with that fear there is nothing more calming to me than being surrounded by the Lord and to be in his word and to remember Romans 38 and 39 that nothing can separate us from the love of of Jesus Christ so baby girl I'm asking you to to pray for these people but to also love God so that you can love you and other people and please baby girl do not be hard on yourselves for your sin just keep trying 
keep trying. You can overcome it. But not alone. You need Heavenly Father. We all do. There's no way. There's no way we're surviving this world without Him. Literally. You know? I love you forever, baby.